0: Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOI app on Apple or Google Play. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having just a fantastic kind of day. I know I am. Uh, believe it or not, we are now on the sixth day of the feast, which sadly means it's almost over. It also means that just like regular feasts, the time is flying by. I guess it really doesn't matter if you're camping in a tent or being uh, quarantined at home. The feast is just going to fly by regardless. Um, But I was talking to Jody yesterday, and we were talking about how the feast days act as as a reminder, uh, a restart and a recharge button in a believer's life. It reminds us where we've been and and where we're going, um, who our Heavenly Father is. And so by doing all these things, the feast days remind all of us who we are, which we are a child of Yahweh, the creator of the heavens and of the earth and everything therein. But sometimes as believers, we can forget who we are as believers and what blessings we have and what blessings we have had and what blessings we are promised to have. And as I was preparing for this message, one of my kids asked if I was taking topic suggestions. Uh, At that point, I didn't know what I was talking about yet. And so, of course, I said, always. And she said, I should talk about how we should remember who we are and not worry about what the world thinks or what the world says about us. So today's core message is, remember who you are. Our theme verse for this feast is Psalms 83.18. And we picked this verse closer to the beginning of the year, but as it turns out, it is so fitting for these days we are in. Uh, Psalms 83.18 says, that they may know that you alone, whose name is Yahweh, are the most high over all the earth. That you alone are most high over all the earth. So the author of this verse is getting ready to show off his creator, who, by the way, is also the creator of the universe. Like, hey Yahweh, I want you to come, show up, and show off. Because the author of the Psalms is facing peril and he knows who his deliverer is. He's not, he's not looking out into the world and wondering who his creator is. He knows. And I'm sure you've heard a, a dozen truly great messages in these past few weeks, I know I have, about having uh, faith, putting away fear. You know, Yahweh's in control, trusting Yahweh. Yahweh has power over the coronavirus, any virus, et cetera, et cetera. And while uh, each one of these messages are true, and very timely, and we need to hear and soak them in. Uh, Psalms 8, 318 is also a message that is eternally timeless, through the ages, and always bears witnessing to. So what better time to do it than right now? I submit there is not a better time. So let's dive in. So I love the way with which the author proclaims this statement. It's with power, conviction, unafraid. If we read the whole chapter, which we will in just a moment, it sets the scene for this powerful statement. You know, the man has enemies that want to destroy him, to kill him. He's asking Yahweh to not remain quiet. His enemies are taunting him, saying, let's wipe them out. And so the author is saying, Yahweh, make them like dust. Make them regret the day they were born. You know, give it to them. And he wraps up the chapter by saying that they may know that you alone, whose name is Yahweh, are the most high over all the earth. You know, it reminds me of how my 18 month old son, you know, runs to me when one of his sisters is chasing him, trying to eat him up. You know, he's scared he's gonna get caught and he's running, 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 and as soon as he's in his parents' arms and away from the danger, his confidence immediately returns. And he's free to talk back to his adversary, his sister, and you know, leans towards them and, and gripes them out, you know, basically saying, Don't you even think about coming at me again knowing full well that daddy or mommy is going to take care of him. This man has complete 100% confidence in his creator, Yahweh, as we should have complete confidence in our creator, Yahweh. Confidence in our father, Yahweh. My amazing cousin Jordan actually wrote a song, a, a beautiful song titled, Remember Who You Are. Years ago, And it is an amazing message by itself, and I could probably play that and just sit down and be quiet. But we're gonna continue on because I have some things I wanna share. Uh, We we might play it at the end, so stay tuned. But as a child of the king, we need to remember, always remember who we are. Now David, who wrote so many of the Psalms, had some serious battles, wars, uh, and enemies that wanted him dead and did everything they could to make that happen. And so you might think he wrote the Psalms, but he didn't. David didn't write the Psalm, but one of the great musician songwriters that served under David did write this Psalm. And so I believe he definitely knew what it was like to be persecuted and wanted dead and had seen firsthand what it was like to be on Yahweh's side of war, which means the unpopular side usually, uh, appearing to be the underdog side. But also, as we know, the side we want to be on, because why? We are his children, and if we know we are his children and we have a relationship with our father, the king, like we should as his children, then we will be rescued as children are by their father. So when times are bad or uncertain or just you know downright scary, remember, you are a child of the one true king. And to quote Mufasa, No one messes with your dad, and no one messes with my dad. Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth. Uh, Yahweh stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night, The foundation of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grow calm. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his power pierced the the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does. Merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? That's from Job chapter 26. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18 says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says Yahweh Almighty. So we have to remember who we are. For sometimes we might forget who we are, and and if we forget who we are, then we might just forget who our Father is and go after idols, goals, or maybe relationships, things that uh, when unhealthy can oftentimes feel like we're getting what we need for the time, like wanting to eat ice cream because it feels like what we need more than eating a salad does. But what is way more common is this next, this next scenario. Uh, and I've been guilty of this as, as anyone ever has been. And that is we might call one father on the weekend or in front of our mom. And then during the week, Our ways of living, our ways of acting and talking is calling something else Father. Little Walker, what what do you mean I'm calling something else Father? That's just ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, we might not be calling something else Father, but any activity or emotional struggle with the soul that is pulling us away from Yahweh is our Father. It might be a few minutes or a few hours or a way of life. The Father is the leader of the house. And anything that pulls us away from him means that we're serving another leader, another master, another father. Matthew 6, 24, uh, we all know this verse well. It says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both Yahweh and money. And I I believe you can easily replace money and put in its place You cannot serve both Yahweh and lust. You cannot serve both Yahweh and and greed. You cannot serve Yahweh and power, Yahweh and pride, Yahweh and laziness, Yahweh and a hot temper, Yahweh and sexism, laziness, Uh, Yahweh and vanity. And and by the way, vanity isn't just trying to look good in front of a mirror. Vanity can be painted in all different kinds of shapes and all different colors uh, and for all different reasons. Now, not to say if we experience any of these things that we are doomed. No, no, definitely not. Don't misunderstand me. But we cannot have Yahweh as our Father, claim He is our Father, and expect to be treated as His child and be in His presence, all while at the same time we have our hand in the cookie jar of sinful pleasure behind our back. We can't have two fathers. We don't need to. He is perfect, and in Him there is no darkness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, Yahweh is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Yahshua, his son, purifies us from all sin. And like Keith was saying in his message a few days ago about, which by the way, if you missed it, you need to go give it a listen. It's a great message on on how we are to find, to pursue Yahshua and how he wants to abide in us. But Yahshua purifies us from all sin. Yahshua lived a blameless life, our perfect sacrifice lamb. And the only only time he was not in the presence of Yahweh was when he was being crucified. And all of our sins were cast on his shoulders. My sins and your sins, the whole world's sins. Because sin cannot exist in Yahweh's presence. And so by default, neither can we exist in Yahweh's presence without the blood sacrifice, without an atonement made. And it was really impactful to me what Pharaoh said in the Passover service uh, last week about how some people claim the Romans killed Yahshua or others claim that the Jews killed Yahshua. But in actuality, we are all responsible for the killing of our Savior because of the sin in our lives. Yahshua's blood heals us and is the only way for us to return to Yahweh's presence, our Father's presence, who so desperately wants us but we are like, like children who think we know best and do whatever we think is good and right. But, but we are dirty, crooked, and evil-minded people, all of us. And the only way to be cleansed and accepted back into Yahweh's presence after we so have those other masters, those other fathers, is to remember who you are and come back to our Father and be cleansed by our big brother, our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Remember who we are and who our rock is. We used to sing a song here that went like, uh, you know, there is no rock. There is no rock, there is no one like Yahweh. No other name worthy of all of our praise. Uh, It's an amazing and great song, and it's speaking directly, I think, it's it's along with what we're talking about today. Uh, And and also, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, Moses wrote a song that goes along beautifully with, with this thought. Uh, Moses starts off the scripture by by calling for the attention of the heavens, like a music conductor claiming the attention of an orchestra and a crowd, you know, tap, 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 and he's sitting there standing, and he has all of attention, and he starts. Here we go. Give ear, O heavens, and let me speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. I mean, with an opening like that, you know it's going to be a great song, right? Okay, let's continue. For I proclaim the name of Yahweh, ascribe greatness to our Elohim, the Rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are just. An Elohim of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. They have acted corruptly towards him. They are not his children because of their defect, but are a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus repay Yahweh, O foolish and unwise people? Now, this is shortly before Moses' death. He's writing the song as part of his last warning to the people to not forget who they are. And more importantly, what Yahweh has done for them, which goes hand in hand with remembering who you are, is remembering who your father is and what he's done for you. Let's continue. Is not he your father who has bought you? He has made you and established you. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of all generations. Ask your father and he will inform you. Your elders and they will tell you. Moses is saying, don't forget who you are and what he's done for you. And it's also... Uh, a reminder and a call to uh, the, uh, the older people and, and for parents and for elders to teach their children and the young people who Yahweh is to us as, our, as, as, as His children. O oh children, oh children of Israel, you are a child of the one true king who brought you out with a strong right arm from slavery and depravity uh, from the world's most powerful kingdom and led you through the wilderness to a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, Sure, we're not the blood-descendants, children of Israel, at least I'm not, that I know of. But by accepting Yahshua as our Savior, we can, we can get adopted into the family. We, we get to call him Dad, Abba, Father. So listen, O oh children of America or of the world, for you, a child of the one true King, who brought you out with the strong right arm from slavery and depravity, from the world's most powerful kingdom, which is death. And he's leading us through the wilderness we call life to a new heaven and a new earth, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. But not everyone will choose him, and oh, how he wishes they would, for it is his wish that no one would perish. But this second life, this freedom from sin, from death, is for his children only. Are you his child? Do you call him Yahweh? Do you call him Father, I mean? I remember as a child, my dad was uh, teaching me how to swim. And, uh, and one of the lessons were to, was to learn how to float on your back. You know, if you got tired, you're gonna slip on your back. I didn't like it any, uh, and, and was, you know, ringing and roul- you know, flipping around on my back. And so my, and so my dad was holding me under my back and easing me into the water. And I remember just having a death grip on him, you know, and just about hyperventilating because here I was sinking into the deep unknown. And it was scary because it was all around me. It felt like maybe you maybe can relate. And I remember my dad telling me, hey, son, have I ever let you down? Son, have I ever broken my promise to you? If I say I'm not going to let you go, I'm not going to let you go. You can trust me. And in that moment of stress and anxiety, I was forgetting all that my dad had done for me. He could pick me up over his head with one arm. He he was gentle when I needed gentle and stern when I needed stern. And yet when it came to me fully trusting him with my life, I wanted to trust in my own strength and grasp whatever was closest to me. And my dad had to remind me who he was and who I was, which I was his son and very precious cargo to him and that I had nothing to fear. In his arms. And Yahweh wants to hear that same message. We might feel like we're about to uh, drown. Or that evilness and wickedness or or plagues are all around us. And we might want to let go of him and grab onto things that maybe we can see or feel. Because we think in our own strength lies our safety. But it's not. It's in him. The maker of heaven and earth. So who are you? And who is your father? I hope you're a child of the King because I grew up with seven brothers and sisters and I know how amazing a big family is and I would just love to have you as a sibling. Thank you and may Allah bless you.